The FT. China on Tuesday stunned financial markets with the biggest devaluation of the renminbi in two decades. The central bank said it was a one-off technical adjustment, a step in the process of financial liberalisation. But on Wednesday, it allowed a further depreciation by 1.6%, only to intervene later in the day to dispel fears of a prolonged slide in its currency. China is keen for its currency to be included in the IMF special drawing right, a basket of reserve currencies, a big step towards reserve status. But the move is also the latest in a series of efforts to prop up flagging growth and falling markets. So is this a liberalisation or a further manipulation? And what are the consequences? I'm Ben Hall, the FT's World News Editor. Joining me to discuss these latest developments are Gabriel Wildau, our China economy correspondent based in Shanghai, and here in London, James King, our Emerging Markets Editor. Gabe, if China wanted to allow its currency to depreciate, support exports, etc., etc., why would it intervene to curb the fall after only two days? I think Chinese authorities are aware of the risk of opening a sort of Pandora's box. They want the renminbi to depreciate, but they don't want it to depreciate too much. And that's why we've seen simultaneously the weaker guidance rates from a central bank on the one hand, which seem to be encouraging depreciation, while on the other hand, we've seen the central bank come out and say that they don't think economic fundamentals support a prolonged depreciation. And we've seen at least there's strong suspicions by foreign exchange traders that the central bank has been intervening directly in the market by selling dollars to staunch the fall in the currency. So, James, does this vindicate those who say that actually this was about financial liberalisation, not about a deliberate depreciation of the currency to boost the export sector? I think those people who take that view will regard this as a vindication. But personally, I'm on the other side of the coin. I've been listening to plenty of analysts who believe that really this move by China shows what a level of distress the Chinese economy is in. And I think if you look at many of the key metrics for the Chinese economy, investment levels, industrial output, capital outflows, exports, you'll see that on all these metrics, China is experiencing distress of a level that it hasn't seen in many years. So in my view, or in the view of several analysts that I'm quoting, China is throwing everything but the kitchen sink at its growth problem right now. Although a 4% depreciation in the renminbi is not going to change China's export fortunes overnight, it is going to help somewhat in combination with several other policy actions it's taking, such as cutting interest rates, cutting the bank required reserve ratios, stimulating investment, etc. But Gabe, there are dangers, though, that this could actually exacerbate the problems by, well, encouraging capital outflows, planting or reinforcing the perception of a slowdown and encouraging investors to take their money out. That's right. And I think that's why you saw China move swiftly and unexpectedly in an attempt to catch the market off guard. I think they preferred to take the approach of a one-off or perhaps a rather, you know, within a period of several days, a rather rapid depreciation to sort of get it over with, to pull the Band-Aid off quickly, because that would minimize the potential capital outflow. If the depreciation happens all at once, then there's no point in taking your capital out rapidly. 
The question, though, is whether that approach is going to be successful. So we've seen the central bank come out and say this was a one-off event. Don't get the idea that this is going to continue. And yet there are signs already that investors do have that idea that they don't totally believe those assurances and that they think that if it's happened once, it could happen again. It could continue to happen. And indeed, the market liberalization that the authorities say that they're pursuing, i.e. that that is their commitment now to set the daily guidance rate in reference to where the market wants to trade the renminbi rather than where Chinese government policy would prefer it to trade. If investors take the authorities at their word that that's what they're going to do, then that would appear to reinforce the view that depreciation will continue because with each day that the renminbi depreciates, According to this new system, then the guidance rate would be set then at that lower level. And so it creates a sort of a self-reinforcing cycle of depreciation and weaker guidance and further depreciation. And that's why we've seen the, the intervention to try to, to send a subtler signal to say, wait a second, don't get ahead of ourselves. We're still China and we still favor stability over everything else. And we still have the ability and the intention to... Uh, keep a handle on things and not allow depreciation to take on a life of its own. Do you think the effort to allow the currency to fall then has ended, essentially? Have they now decided to backtrack? I mean, there are already people out there suggesting that this has been a botched effort. I'd say it's a little bit early to say that. I mean, I think we're at about 5% now. So once we get towards 10%, I think that's probably the upper limit of what I would expect the authorities want to encourage. Anything beyond... 10% would probably seem excessive from their views. So, you know, if we have two or three more days of 1% to 2% depreciation, I think that would be still within expectations. But if it goes further than that, then I think policymakers will start to get worried and investors will start to lose confidence that the depreciation is going to just be a temporary one-off move. James, such a sort of managed, carefully calibrated depreciation, botched or not, isn't really going to convince the IMF, is it, that this is somehow a market liberalisation? That's a very good question. China's aim, and I think many people believe it really is a priority for them, is to see the renminbi included in the special drawing rights basket of currencies under the International Monetary Fund. And I believe that there's a lot of debate and a lot of communication between China and the IMF on this issue. This new regime, because it is a new regime, it's not just a depreciation of the currency. They are actually changing the mechanism by which China's currency fluctuates. It does introduce more flexibility into the currency regime, and that is one of the express requirements of the IMF for the inclusion of the renminbi in the SDR. So I think this, on balance, will be a positive for China's campaign to get into the SDR. Where do you think this leaves broader Chinese economic policy? Have they essentially abandoned efforts to rebalance the economy away from exports towards consumption? My view is no, they haven't yet abandoned it, but they are getting closer and closer to crossing some of the red lines that they said they wouldn't cross. The rebalancing effort has a couple of main aspects. One is to shift from being an investment-led economy to a consumption-driven economy. 
And the other one is to cut down those industries that are mired in overcapacity. This rebalancing so far has been painful and it has been achieving both of those aims. But it is looking more and more, in my view, as if the Chinese are finding the pain inherent in this transition a bit too tough to take. My thanks to Gabriel Wildow and James King. This is an abridged version of the FT's World Weekly Podcast. To listen to the full version, go to ft.com slash podcasts. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.